Hi, this is a Life of Learning podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hi everyone. Today we have a special guest, Dan. I met Dan, well, when I say I've met Dan, Dan posted a comment on my recent TikTok video where I did an open mic session and I incorporated juggling into it. Saw Dan's post and I thought, oh, let's have Dan on the podcast. So Dan, thanks for coming onto the podcast. No, thanks for having me, Reg. It was, um, I mean, it's quite flattering to be asked. I mean, I don't find myself that interesting. I usually just say I'm just a strange little hairy guy that goes out and tries to do a bit of fun for people. Um, but yeah, no, it's nice to be uh, invited. No problem. Uh, the first thing I wanted to find out is um, sort of like what made you post that comment on my TikTok video? Yes, your video. Um, no, when I watched it, it, it really resonated with me because it, it just felt so similar to what I'm trying to do at the moment. Um, and that's kind of rediscover like my joy of magic, um, joy of like entertaining and you know, not necessarily being the centre of attention, but also kind of being the centre of attention because it's pretty fun. Um, and the fact that you were mixing in poetry with it was, I mean, it, it was crazy because I've I've recently got back into writing um, and ended up mixing my poetry with my magic at, a, at an event I did recently. Um, and it, like I said, it was just kind of, it, it really resonated that somebody else was doing something similar. And then to listen to the words of your poetry, it reminded me like the joy of doing something for yourself. You know, it's, it, I do my magic to entertain people and bring a, you know, bit of sounds tacky, but a bit of joy to the world. But um, no, I, I do it because it's for me, if that makes sense. No, no, it does. And I've actually, as I said, I've actually seen the video that you've done that you did when you mixed in spoken word and magic and that's the reason why i wanted you to come on because i resonated with that video because uh, most people come up when they do spoken word they just do spoken word and you know they're great um you know talking and you can sell that they're quite polished and they've done it for a long time and for me you know doing something like what i did was really really scary and it was like an out-of-body experience when i did it but but when it's terrifying getting up in front of people it it is and and sometimes you have to push yourself and push yourself out into you know your comfort zone and stuff like that but when i saw your video of you incorporating magic because I've done magic before in the past, not to the level that you've done. Oh, cool. When I was younger, I, I dabbled in it, but I, I, I just didn't f- follow it through. But um, but I, I saw you mixing it. I was thinking, right, that's giving me even more impetus to do more spoken word with um, with juggling. And I've called it, um, it's going to be titled Object Manipulation and the Spoken Word. So you inspired me to, to carry on and do even more. <laughs> Oh wow! I'm, I'm honestly, I'm glad glad that I, I was made a positive impact. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, it's it's just the you know the fact that we can do something. Um, now I always I I say this, and I always feel so tacky saying it, but with the state of the world, sometimes you need to remind people that there is joy and wonder and happiness still out, still around. And I can't sing or play an instrument, so my way of making people happy, even for a brief moment, is through magic. 
Um, you know, I'm I'm very lucky that I have a, a job that pays my, you know, my bills. Um, so I, I do it for free. I, you know, do it for charities, local events. Um, I, I don't do parties and I don't do businesses because they have magicians for that. Um, but yeah, most of the time I'll just be out in uh, Cheltenham, um, just doing magic in a in a you know in the bars in the clubs, um, just kind of trying to make people happy. I tell you what, I like what you said about that because I kind of do a similar thing. I um, I go to the park, a local park, and um, I just juggle for about half an hour, sometimes forty five minutes. And you know, you get the children and the adults come by and they look at it and and, and I, I did it during lockdown actually as well. Um, and people came up to me and said, you know, it's really tough at the moment, but you've really, you know, I like watching you juggle and oh, it gives awesome. me a lot of entertainment. And what you're doing is the same thing. You're going to, you know, to the bars and you're doing magic. And not many people get to see live juggling and live magic. Who tell yeah. me where, where, where does it happen? I mean, um, I mean, juggling magic, those kind of entertainments, they're, you know, practically a dying art. Um, exactly. I'm, I'm fairly certain that there's a lot of demand for them, but everything's got to be commoditized now. But anyway, um, no, I, I just go out uh, sometimes, you know, I've always got a deck of cards, maybe a couple of um, coins or something on me. And I'll go out and I'll, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a healthy living person. Um, so, you know, I'll have a few drinks, I'll get drunk, and then I'll just go over to a table that looks like they're receptive. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I used to go over and say, you know, because you don't want to go over and say, do you want to see a magic trick? Because it's a bit dull. So I used to go over and say, hey, do you want to see something strange? Um, but then I, I did it to a table of ladies, and I, I realized, obviously, you know, being a, a bearded man, that comes across as a bit creepy. So sometimes if it's in that in that position, I have to say, I'm going to show you something strange, but I promise you it's not a part of my body. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, and from there it kind of uh, snowballed and I started to get more into it, started to have a, a real good, I mean, really helped with my self-confidence because you approach people, you talk to people, you interact with people sometimes you don't know. I was going to say, and then a friend of mine had, um, you know, I mentioned it to a friend of mine and he said, I've got a, a, a three-day mini festival at a, a bar I do the events for. Um, do you want to come and perform there? Um, and it was, I'd only just got back into Magic at this point, so, you know, maybe two months. And it was six months away. And I just, I jumped at it. I said, yes, even though at that point there was no way I could have done it. And then, yeah, I kind of spent the next six months whenever I had a, a spare night um Going out to the bars and uh, and uh, some of the some of the clubs in uh, Cheltenham, and then yeah, I did the three day event and I floated home on what I can only describe as the first achievement I ever had for myself in twenty years. Wow. I tell you what, that just sounds so cool. I love the idea that you you didn't think you were going to be. You weren't good at it at the beginning, but you built up and built up. Because let's face it, if we all if we all think we're going to start something and we're going to be, we're going to say, no, let's wait until we're good. Let's wait until we're good. We'll never start anything. You get good as you go along. <laughs> it's the first time in my life that I haven't given up instantly. The moment I realized I wasn't instantly good at it. I've always been, um, you know, I, I, I want to play an instrument. I want to learn to sing. And then the moment I realized that I'm not going to have it done in like 10 minutes, I, I kind of tend to shy away from it. But 
something something this time made me really want to do it like like i said for myself self-improvement and maybe to prove that i could yeah and yeah. um yeah um like, like i said very similar story to what you you mentioned about your juggling yeah yeah, I think it's a byproduct with that because it does help with your, um, I suppose, yeah, I mean, self-esteem, self-confidence. Yeah. And you're doing something that's fun and then other people think it's fun as well because I think live entertainment and doing something, you know, magic and juggling, there is this kind of a synergy between them because you do hear people that juggle and they do magic as well. There's, yeah. I think their relationship is, over the years, you know, we're talking about maybe 40 years, no, not more than that, maybe 100 years that, you know, jugglers and magicians are sort of like, I kind of have similar personalities, if you see what I mean. Well, I mean, on a, we, if we want to go historic, I mean, we could go back probably centuries where, um, I mean, the roots of magic are quite sinister. Um, you know, we, we all stem from con men, charlatans, yes. pickpockets, thieves. <laughs> and um, they would have used somebody doing juggling or something to distract people. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we could be hundreds of years ago, they would have had somebody doing something like acrobatics, juggling or something. And while they, nobody was looking, they'd be picking the pockets. And, yeah, um, it's amazing how far we've come. Yeah, 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 we have. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I never, I never looked at it that way that, you know, sort of like way back, even, you know, probably thousands of years ago. Well, I think the cups and balls trick goes back to, I, I don't know if it's ancient India, China, or Egypt, but that, I'm fairly certain that was a few, maybe a thousand years ago, or maybe more. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I'll have to explore that, yeah, because, uh, yeah, so I've never had, and what, yeah, I'm, one thing I have done, I, I did do magic when I was uh, younger, I actually performed, I knew someone that was in a, in a magic circle, and uh, I actually performed when I was in the scouts in front of some uh, some, some elderly people in, the, in an old people's home, and I was so nervous, I didn't smile, and, uh, and 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 they said, and the, some of them, one guy said, "I know that trick. I know that trick." I was just happy, <laughs> just I was just happy to get through it. And this was a long time ago. I still remember it to this very day. Um, yeah, those are tough. Yeah, it, it it was tough, but I I did I did dabble in magic over the years. Nothing to to your level, but I remember when my son was um I think he yeah he broke his leg, and I just wanted to see if he could you know just do something. Um, this was years ago and I started getting into magic and I started teaching him some tricks and that was the last time I really sort of like did any magic and it's so much easier now to do it because you can go onto YouTube now I'm I'm not gonna lie YouTube has been really helpful um there's some really talented and interesting magicians on there I, I don't know so much about the code that you're never supposed to show somebody a trick I, I mean, I will never show somebody a trick that some I've bought that somebody else is making money off because magicians got to make a living. But I feel like if we're just doing the same tricks from like you know two hundred years ago, magic will never evolve. Some things have got to come out to challenge magicians to do more interesting or more difficult or more wondrous methods. Um, but it, it, it's strange you should say that you, you did magic and everything. Every time I've tried to juggle which I, I can't count how many times, but I know when I was younger, it was a lot. Um, I've never, ever been able to have the coordination. So, like, what you do to me is, like, phenomenal. <laughs> but what I do, because I, I can do it, just seems so simple. And it, it's crazy how you look at your own skills.
Yeah, yeah, true. I'll tell you what, one thing that I will say is uh, on the coordination, because I, I teach workshops as well, and I always tell people, yeah, you, your coordination will improve when you juggle. You know, you don't have to have good coordination to start off with. It will improve. And I say, if I did archery, because I'm good at maybe hand-to-eye coordination, doesn't mean I'm going to be good at archery. It just means I'm just going to have to work as hard as I have done on my juggling to get as good as archery or, I don't know, table tennis or stuff like that. You know, so uh, it's, 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 it's a learnt skill. That's what I say. Yeah, I mean, some people have natural aptitude, but, um, yeah, you, you jugglers have got a lot of talent as far as I'm concerned because I, I can't even... I can't even imagine trying to coordinate three clubs. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've, I've done an episode on talent versus hard work, and I would say it's uh, 90% uh, hard work and practice. No, that's the key, practice. Yeah, it is practice. Now, I want to come back to you with the magic. Now, yes, with the with 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 the act that I saw you do in the uh, on the in TikTok video and some of the other yeah. things that I saw you on TikTok is is some of that sort of like out of your own creativity yourself do you create sort of like your own little routine yourself or is it something that you've seen from someone and you sort of like make it up yourself or how does that work um no every everything i do um i mean the tricks um i i've put a few techniques together to make a trick but from what I can tell, there's no such thing as a new trick anymore. Somebody has written it in a book, whether it's within the past 20 years or within the past 100. Um, so tr the tricks themselves aren't anything new. People might not have seen them. But the act, I, I, I partly put together and I partly panic at the last minute and wing it on stage. <laughs> so I, I, had, um, I had an idea of what I wanted to do for um, and the video you saw was for a friend of mine, Dan Cooper. He's a DJ and artist in Cheltenham. He had a launch party for an album and a video series he'd released called Horsebeer. And he messaged me and said, um, you know, do you want to do, want to do a set? And I, I, you know, I jumped at the chance. Um, and I knew that I had poetry and I knew that I could do magic and I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do because I had a trick that I was really trying to find somewhere with that would let me do it. Um, and I don't know if you've watched the full video on YouTube, but it's... Watched all three of them. Uh, no, the YouTube is the full 20-minute set, but it, basically it's got me... Um, I swallow five uh, scalpel blades and then pull them out of my throat on a string. Oh, no. I've only seen the the TikTok. You posted three videos of that routine that you did with the cartoon. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't post the dangerous stuff, I don't think. TikTok algorithm. I knew that I wanted to do it. And I, I knew what I was aiming for. And I didn't actually know what I was going to do until I actually went up. So most of my acts, I have an idea, but when you, when you watch it, you've got as much clue as I do as what's coming next. Ah, oh, interesting. So it's freestyle. <laughs> I have I have the elements in my head, but how it gets strung together is um, usually I panic the last minute and try and change stuff. But you know, I'm 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 enjoying. It. I've got a new act that's come. Well, new act, a new set um, that I've been working on that I'm looking forward to doing um, again for for Dan Cooper in uh, for the Jazz Fest in um, Cheltenham. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they've got a thing called Arraigned Town where they get local artists to do little bits popping up all over Cheltenham. And, uh, yeah, he's asked me to do a set at the uh, the Wilson Gallery. So 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to that next. Well, so, so in, in terms of said the, the a new routine, you know, how did that come about? Um, honestly, I went out uh, for New Year's to a uh, saints and sinners party at the Bottle of Sauce in up just in Cheltenham, um, dressed as the devil because uh, it was saints and sinners. And then I thought, oh, I, I look pretty good doing this. I could do a set dressed as the devil. Um, and then yeah, my brain just kind of went seven deadly sins. So, yeah, I've got a set that's coming uh, based on the seven deadly sins um, as the devil. Wow. Oh, yeah. How long is that set? And I've got the I've got my I've got the attitude and the voice down. And I've got a, I've got a concept um, of most of the tricks. Some I'm still some I've got to practice and some I'm still working on. Um, and I've obviously got the outfit. Um, and I, apparently I look good in lipstick and eyeshadow. So <laughs> cool. Cool. Okay, now that sounds good. Because um, I mean, I do. Um, I did a thing last year on World Juggling Day. I put something for four, about forty-five minutes. I just really enjoyed coming up with a concept, coming up with the tricks that I'm going to do, and uh, you know, just sort of like getting an idea of how it was going to work. For forty-five minutes. No, no, no. It was. It was. It was. It was World Juggling Day, and I called it a demonstration. So what I did was, I did. I showed some. Um, some of my videos so I showed videos then I showed um, then I did some tricks with clubs balls and Diablo and then uh, at the end I got some uh, audience participation and then I got them to uh, at the end to pick up some of the props and see if they could have a go uh, so it's more like I thought you were going to say you were doing it for 45 minutes non-stop I was like that you must have nah, nah. I, I, I tell you what I'm not that skilled and the, the, to think of doing I mean to do anything for 45 minutes be it spoken word or anything is a long time <laughs> definitely yeah but but I mean I mean it sounds like with you there's a there's a lot of there's there's a lot of um what's it called what's that? not spoken word there's a lot of maybe jokes and stuff like that whereas the actual magic will take up a small part of it is that would that be correct or because it can't be constant magic all the time is it yeah that's right um yeah if you're just bombarding people with trick after trick after trick it gets tiresome and you don't really leave any time for things to sink in and for people to absorb what's just happened so and um the funny thing is my, my poetry is pretty dark um i started writing it as a way to help with mental health um so i i i saw a therapist last year just to not, not because i had a breakdown or anything but just because it was um it was a good idea and i was struggling with work and life and everything you know just existing um and the you know the idea is just, you know you can write stuff down to try and get it out of your head and process it but i really struggled just writing it but the moment i started trying to um make it rhyme or make the words have a rhythm i found it actually helped me get them out it, it was it was just really weird um and that i ended up with a lot of poetry basically about trauma yeah um, no but I, I i get that and you know when i've been to some of these open mics they people do seem to open up more than i think they would normally yeah you know and 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 and, and you're right it almost 
they're not hiding behind their words because their words are real, but they feel more comfortable telling people how they well, feel art, through their words. Yeah. <laughs> art is, I don't know if, I don't know if this even is a quote. I'm sure I've heard it somewhere, but art is vulnerability. Because if you're not giving your audience who you are, you, 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 they, it's hard to, harder for them to believe or something. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I heard that. no, no, I know, I, I know what you mean because I, I, I did, I, I used to do paintings as well and art and stuff like that. And uh, you are putting yourself out there, and you know there are going to be people, people are going to say, no, that's not very good, and just going to have to take it. <laughs> you know, well, it's it's not their art. You know, yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah, and it, it's the sad. Th I mean, it's the sad thing. I've got so many friends who are artists, but because they have, they are trying to make a living with it. It's it's not it's them it's their you know, art in a way but it's considering what other people want rather than just being an expression of themselves purely um, you know I, I I just I feel like art is somebody's way of putting their like at this moment I existed and this is who I was and how I felt yeah but don't you think with spoken word you can do that instantly. Yeah. Oh, you can. Um, but again, you know, some people write poetry for commercial law to, to make a living. There's still there's still things like that to consider. And I don't know. It's it's a long drawn out topic, and I'm not smart enough to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same. Yeah. But I, I I I do know what you mean. And you know, by us going up and doing our performance, we are putting ourselves out there. Yeah. Um. And again, there's going to be just some people that just don't get it. And I get that because I listen to some poetry or some spoken word, and I'm just thinking, what did that guy? What, what was he on about? I have no idea. I'm like, yeah, I'm like that with experimental music. Like some of it, I, I really get and I really like, and it, you know, but some of it just, it just feels like people making noise. Um, but I, but it's artistic expression, and you know, I, I, I appreciate what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's like when I first started listening to jazz, because I love jazz. When I first started listening to it, I was thinking, what is all this noise? And I just, as I got older, I started to appreciate it a lot more. And yeah, there's going to be some music out there that I just think, nah, I just can't vibe with this one. I just don't get it. But um... certain types of jazz, yeah. I, I, I'm not a hundred. I love like jazz, swing, blues, rhythm and blues, yeah, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. But there is some of that, just that freeform jazz. I've, I've had a friend who's like a proper, you know, music uh, like guru. And they, they tried to explain how to listen to the battle over who's in charge and how they're, how they're fighting, but all, also in unison. And I kind of get it, but it still just doesn't, doesn't sit right in my ears sometimes. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's nice to have someone that can try and explain that to you. And that's one thing about with spoken word. If there's something, you know, if there's one spoken word that I don't get, for me, I should really try and speak to the person after and say, okay, can you just tell us what the origin of that sort of like spoken word? And then I might be able to understand it because, you know, for me, sometimes it's just riddles and I just, you know, it just goes off my head. Uh, it's like some of those old rock songs that everybody sits and says, oh, those are so deep. And I'm like, no, they, they just got high and wrote a load of stuff that rhymes. They need to get an album out the door. So in regards to spoken word, you said, so did you say you did spoken word after uh, seeing a, th a therapist, did you say, essentially? So so I, I kind of went to a therapist to kind of like process who I was, who I wanted to be, what my emotions were. So I, I, I'm not going to lie, I grew up um, very odd um yeah i i've you know you grow up and you know you're taught to keep it all inside be a man be stoic and all that and it's not healthy and it's 
Um, yeah, and I, I've learned to not be like that, but also I'm, there's still that hangover from my upbringing. And yeah, speaking to a therapist and getting stuff written down really helped. Um, and then I thought, well, I'm sitting here on all this poetry, and you know, it's pretty dark, but I don't think it's terrible. So maybe I could, you know, before. And then I thought, well, no, no, it's just it's not fun. And then I was in Bristol at um, and uh, you know, going to watch a gig. And I ended up um, speaking to one of the guys who was playing and I showed him the poetry and he was like, oh, that, that's too dark. And I said, well, that's the dark side of my art and the light side is the magic. You know, I, that's the happy side. And he said, well, when you try and put them together. And I was like, well, that's never going to work. You know, I'm going to go, hey, is this your card? By the way, here's some trauma. It, it just, it's too, I think it's too much for people. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up, thinking you know let's give it a go and um yeah it just it i mean it wasn't perfect but it worked um, well yeah nothing will be nothing will be perfect that's for sure and, and i think that's something that holds us back anyway so <laughs> but I, I don't want to always be like trauma and magic trauma and magic so that like i said this, this next one with as the devil is very light-hearted um, you know, I, I I made jokes about the fact that you know, you know, please, you know, I'm coming to tell you about the seven deadly sins to stop you coming to hell because we're getting really full and I'm really don't want to be dealing with you all too much. <laughs> um, I like so that yeah, very very lighthearted and positive, and but I think that's I'm starting to feel that more now, which is obviously positive. Brilliant. I mean, I think there is. I mean, I think there is a time and a place for. for wouldn't there be for you to do the dark stuff? Maybe not as as, as in, in that environment, but there are other open mics where you can just do something dark. Obviously, this, this festival you've got to try and cater to. You know, try and make people happy. Yeah, yeah. so I get get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm still learning, still developing, still trying to find. I don't know. Still trying to find something, but I know who I am, and because of this, like I said, it's. Um, you know, I, I honestly see this as the first thing I've really done for myself. Um, you know, for you know, uh, twenty years. So, got it. And and I think for me as well, it's nice to be able to share your thoughts with other people because yeah. I think that, um, especially when I go to these workshops, and. and, and most, I don't know whether it's most people, is, is everyone in the world suffering from mental health? It feels like it. I, I think if I think I think the way the world is designed at the moment, I, there's very few people who must be not suffering in some way. But I, I, we, we used to call them personality traits, and they're only a mental illness if it starts to affect your productivity at work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think things that things have changed, like you said. You know, our my upbringing is probably the same as yours. There's more talking about it and more openness, but we we still as men need to be more open, for sure. And you know, it was suck it up and see, just 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 carry on and man up. That was the one, man up in our in our yeah. right. Just man up. Yeah, yeah. Don't cry. Don't be a wuss. Stuff like that. Things have changed a lot, which I think is really really I good. I heard a really interesting take on uh, on tiktok of all places and it was um we grew up thinking that strong meant your capacity to to take it to suffer but still go on but it's not strength is really the ability to stand up and say i'm not going to take this anymore yeah and it, it it really you know it was one of those epiphany moments that was like oh wow 
Yeah, because back then it was seen as complaining. What are you complaining for? Just yeah. man up. Just and 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 it is so wrong. And 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 that's the reason why it's probably a lot more mental health, and especially men, because men don't really, you know, yeah. sort of like talk about their feelings and stuff like that. But <laughs> I found with the open mic stuff, you know, men are expressing their feelings yeah. through it. You know, maybe indirectly, directly. You know, and I think it's good. It's amazing how many people come up to you after something like that and go. Oh, that one, that one thing you you read. I mean, it really, I, I, you know, I really realised something in that one. And I was like, wow! I, I I just said a load of words. I wasn't expecting to actually have any impact, but the fact that it may have helped somebody is, I mean, it's got to be. It's a fantastic thing. It is, and the fact that I resonated with you, and then I saw your video, and you resonate, and you resonated with me. We wouldn't sometimes we 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 never know our effect on people yeah. you know when i was doing the juggling in the park i'm sure there were other people that sort of like so oh that's fun that's really entertaining um especially during lockdown they didn't come up to me but i know that i probably had a positive effect on more people than i think and i think uh that's i i, I like that um you know i'm not saying that you know um you know, I'm changing the world by doing it. But if you add someone, you know, if someone smiles, that's 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 surely a good thing. <laughs> you say you're not changing the world, but I, I I I don't know how silly this sounds, but I have this idea that the only thing we as people have complete control over is roughly a ten foot circle around us. And if everybody made that ten foot circle around them the best place to be, the world would change overnight. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but it takes everybody to do it. And you know, when you made that comment, I thought, yeah, I, I, I get you, and I think you get me as well in yeah. terms of what what we're trying to do for ourselves and for the sort of like the community around us. It helped. I mean, it helped me with with confidence, with um, uh, self esteem, um, with feeling like I was taking back control of my own life, and it it, it also has had positive effects on people and. You know, that, that's something that will only grow positively in time, both within me and with other people. Have you ever thought about doing sort of like workshops and stuff like that at all? I'm not sure whether, because I mean, I do work workshops for, for juggling and I suppose that's easier to do. I'm not sure magic workshops at schools or something like that. I don't know, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I've, I, I was, I, I've done some work with charities and they had a, um, they had a, like a, a Thursday kind of gathering or something where they'd have some of the, people who worked and but they have children and they said uh, you know would you do any unfortunately like i don't work with children i'm not um i'm not family friendly i'm not pc i do swear and i do smoke i'm not <laughs> yeah, i get it i get it, I get um, it yeah you know i'm i'm, I'm not a i i, I I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie i was a horrible person when i was younger uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to be a good person now. yeah okay no i get it and, and just something working with children is not for everybody i get that no. yeah <laughs> it's not for everybody to be honest what you do when you go to the pubs and uh, you know go to the you know the events and stuff like that i think you're providing a lot of uh, an alternative live bit of entertainment which people just don't get nowadays it's a surprise yeah something different yeah, and you're up and close, and uh, you know from that video that I saw, you know people were laughing, so they you know they got it, and you you know you're mixing with your spoken word. I mean, it sounds like a you know sort of like a really nice balance. <laughs> um, I, I I don't do the spoken word when I'm out in the bars and clubs. That's that's mainly for the stage of two. It works better, um, but it, I mean it's kind of strange. I I when I was younger, um, I, like I said, I, I wasn't a very good and civilized kid. 
Um, I, I went to college uh, and realized that nobody checked if I turned up and nobody cared. Um, so I spent five years in the pub. And, you know, back then, that's where you learned magic um, and tricks and everything. Um, so it was the Cross Keys uh, pub in Stratford-upon-Avon. Um, funny thing is, that's a family kind of bar and restaurant now. And somebody else I met on TikTok does an open mic night there ah. that I'm trying to get, you know, get back. I'm trying to get a spot there and go and perform. Oh, cool. So, yeah, going full circle. That's funny, isn't it? And so you're, what, you're looking to perform the magic as well as the open mic. Is that what you're going to try? And... Yeah. Um, so a bit of poet, but a bit of lighthearted poetry and uh, yeah, maybe a duet if, my, if I can not you know make everybody leave the building with my voice <laughs> that's it what it sounds like you're really um i don't know you've, you've, you've got it sounds like you've got a lot of confidence now in sort of like going out and doing these things and it's going to be something different because there's going to be no put this way for me i'm not sure if there's going to be many people that are doing spoken word and juggling and there's probably not many people doing spoken word and magic yeah uh, well not that i've noticed um like i said that was why seeing what you were doing resonated because it was so similar so you know, I thought I thought it was kind of niche, but if there's two people doing it, that's you know, it's it's almost a movement. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And and just you know I think one thing as well, I think that we uh, should never underestimate how many people that we are influencing, and they may yeah. take up magic, or they may take up juggling, or you know, they may even take up open mic. Yeah. Or, or, or not even not even going out and doing my open mic, but just constructing poems and then spoken word i mean I'm, I'm there's probably millions of studies on how great um some kind of artistic endeavor is good for the mental health and for your own you know well-being and yeah i mean if i can ins i, I mean it's saying I, I i'm not an inspiration but <laughs> if i if i do have that kind of effect i'm i'm really proud of that because because that's a massive positive impact on the world, even if it's one person. Well, for me, you inspired me to carry on and do what I give me the confidence to do. Because I'm just now thinking of other things that I can do with sort of like uh, juggling balls, you know. Yeah. So it's it's really got me into it. And the fact that you're mixing two of them together for me, I know. Okay, yeah, it is. I can do it. You know, it is something, and it's going to be different to everyone else because everyone's going to come up and do their open mic and spoken word but i'm going to come up and do something different okay some there are some people that will do um a song they'll come up and do a song and that's kind of open micish, you know because they're, they're you know they're performing their lyrics and stuff like that so that's about the only thing that's different but it, to be honest i think was it you that mentioned it you're kind of in your comfort zone because magic is your thing juggling is my thing so i'm bringing something that's sort of like outside my comfort zone into my comfort zone if you see what i mean <laughs> yeah, it's something to break things up it's something to kind of challenge yourself and it, it also depending on what you you know what spoken word you mix it, it can give what you're doing context yeah um yeah. like i said the performance i did with the swallowing the razor blades I knew I wanted to do the swallowing razor blades trick. I'd been practicing. I'd got it down, but nowhere would let me do it because it was too dangerous <laughs> uh, until Dan came along. And then I was like, whoa, oh my God, I need, I need a reason to do it. I can't just go up and say, hi, I'm going to swallow some razor blades. Sure. And I, I ended up with a, like a really kind of short um, poem, basically based on trauma and, you know, the mean things people say to us, the bad experiences we have and how those go into our body. 
so that's just following the razor blades and then I was like, there are ways of getting it out of you so it doesn't hurt. And the string represented the therapy. Wow. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check that video out because I can visualize what you Yeah, I'll send you, I'll, I'll message you the YouTube link after we're done. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll definitely want to want to see that. Now, I'll tell you what, Dan, I'll tell you what, thanks for really coming onto the podcast and sort of like, no, I really you know, enjoyed good, it. and sort of like being open about, you know, sort of like mental health and sort of like your, you know, your, your, your journey and everything like that. Because I think, um, yeah, I, I just think people need to hear these types of things. That's all. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, if anybody met me, they would say, oh, he's, he's a man's man and all that. I mean, it couldn't be farther from the truth. I'm, I don't even, I, I'm just me. But, you know, you'd look at me, you think, oh, he's stoic, he's going to, no, it, it, it can tear you down. You have to look at your mental health. And as men, we, we, we have less conversations with each other that on a, on an emotional level, you know, we'll talk about things and stuff and whatever, but the emotional stuff we, we've been taught to keep inside and that's not healthy. So it doesn't matter what what kind of man or what life you live, get it out. Talk to somebody you trust, and you know, be 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 comfortable with yourself. Yeah, I think it's getting way better. There's much more oh, yeah. um, publicity on it now. Massive. It's much massive. You know, you've got everyone talking about it, um, and um, I've got two children, and you know. Um, they talk about things way more than we ever did. So it, it has improved and it's, and it's getting a lot, lot better. Oh, the younger generations, honestly, they are so inspiring the way they embrace being themselves. It, it's, it's so, it's so, I mean, I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> I, I've, I've spent a long time trying to be somebody else. And I'm, you know, after 40 years, I'm finally figuring out that it's, it's okay to be me. Yeah. In fact, one of my, favorite things that my daughter keeps saying own it you know if that's yeah. what you are own it <laughs> you know yeah. and uh, you know I, I totally agree and there's so much that we can learn from um you know from the younger generation as well i mean they're yeah. going through a lot themselves <laughs> you know yeah. with, 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 you know with everything but i think at least they recognize that you know you know you can talk about things and be open and be more emotion uh, uh, emotional and talk about your mental health more and, and and i think it's seen as a little bit more less you know don't you know man up you know you don't hear that phrase much now with the younger generation no. man up and stuff like that which i think is a good thing i mean i i i was um in my prime i will say at the most toxic point of the past um you know quarter century which is the late 90s early 2000s you had um looking back really shocking um things in culture that were normalized and um yeah i mean like some of the stuff that people used to say back then looking back i mean i'm embarrassed i mean i was never i, I was you know i was horrible and a bit of a dick but i wasn't a bad bad person but even some of the stuff i i used to think was acceptable <laughs> i if i met somebody like that today i would think they were terrible so i'm i'm culture's moved on in a positive way it's just unfortunately society hasn't yeah yeah and you know and, and you think we all have to go through our journeys you know i'm sure when i look back yes. at some of the things that i've done i think oh, i could have probably been better and stuff like that i'm glad you came onto the podcast and i'm glad you were able to share you know sort of, sort of, sort of your journey and you know your future plans i mean where do you see yourself in the next few years i've got a few ideas for acts and sets that i want to do 
I mean, I don't, I don't want to do stages, auditoriums. I don't want to be on television. I'm not interested in being famous. But I've got a few ideas for, like, small, intimate um, sets with themes. and So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just doing some strange, random pop-up stuff every now and again and being a bit of a mystery around Cheltenham, hopefully. Brilliant. And it sounds like you thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I spent 20 years working hard and all my achievements there were for other people through my work. And this is the first time in a long time that I can honestly say that I'm achieving something for me. Um, and I'm, 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 this is really hard for me to say is that I'm actually proud of myself. Good, good. Yeah, I'll tell you what, just something, and we'll finish off that. We sometimes need to give ourselves a pat on the back ourselves, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. I mean, I've been I've been very hard on myself for, uh, for most of my life, um, mainly because, like I said, I was you know a bit of a, a bit useless when I was younger. Um, but I think I've overdone it, and now it's time to be nice to myself, be kind. Good, 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 Dan. Thanks for coming onto the podcast and um, you know, sharing your story. No, Reg, I really appreciate you inviting me. And um, yeah, no, keep doing your juggling and your poetry. And I look forward to seeing what you do next. No problem. And maybe in uh, years to come, you come back on and we'll see where you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, if you want me back, just drop me a message. This has been a really nice conversation. <laughs>